and we are in lovely people welcome to the big feed up hq podcast i'm your host my name is matt gardner and i'm a nutritionist by trade and before we get started i've got a couple of companies to mention that help me keep the lights on with this show first up is 33 fuel their sports endurance products awesome you can get 10% off your first order by using MAT10 and uh, that code is in the show notes. So everything in there is uh, plant-based, vegan, dairy-free. I use their chia seed gels when I go on my little bimbles. They're really handy, just chia seeds, coconut sugar, simple stuff. Um, they're, They're really great people, Warren, Erica and James. So just go on over, check out their stuff. The link is in the show notes. The other company I work with... who actually fuel the show, I'm sipping on their coffee at the moment, is Crew Cafe. So you can get 20% off their organic coffee grounds and pods by using Up Crew. So U-P-C-R-U, all capitals. Now that's out of the way, absolutely mega. I can't wait to introduce you to my new guest. He's a military photographer and his name is Joel. Joel, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm absolutely grand. You know, it's uh, a Friday. It's been a great week and I'm and I'm really really happy to have you on. And obviously before we started recording, um just talking talking a bit about what you do and and it's quite unique and and really keen to to dig into things. So, I'll let you fire away really how you got into doing what you're doing and um yeah, what what you what you've been doing with 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 work and your passion o- over the last little while, mate. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm a, I'm a, a Royal Navy photographer, currently based in Plymouth at the, the dockyard, Denport Dockyard in in Plymouth. It's a great place to live geographically. Um, you know, we got if you're kind of into your outdoors or sailing or anything like that, you know, there's kind of all that on your doorstep. Um, I've been a photographer now in the Navy for about eight years, um, but you can't join as a photographer. You have to join as another trade. Um, and then what we call sideways entry, so it's basically sidestep from your original trade into into the photography branch. Um, so I joined as a submariner mechanic back in 2003, um, and I spent around eight years as a submariner, um, which is a really, really tough life. Uh, you know, it kind of didn't really suit my needs um, for work, really, but... Um, I got a lot out of that. I got some really good jobs. I, I had a job working in, in the dockyard for what they called the Toad Array team. So we were kind of traveling around in support of the submarine service. And it kind of made me realize there's a lot more to the Navy than what I was currently experiencing. And I kind of, I wanted more than more of that. Um, and I had an interest in photography anyway. And I went to the careers advisor um, and just to see what my options were, really. And he said, yeah, we're recruiting for the for the, for the FOP branch. So I kind of dug a little bit deeper. And, yeah, the, the process took me about two years um, to get over. It's quite a long process. It's, it's changed now. Um, it's a little bit more kind of streamlined and efficient about getting people across, which is, is good for recruitment. Um, but, yeah, there's been no looking back. Um, it's been absolutely incredible. You kind of get to see every corner that the the navy and the the marines and the the wider military has to offer and you kind of get get into a lot of good stuff um which hopefully will kind of unravel um as we kind of get on with this podcast but yeah as as photographers in in the navy um we're responsible for kind of public relations and media for for both the navy and the royal marines so I've, i've spent a lot of time working with both 
Um, so my last kind of four years, um, five years uh, working with the Royal Marines at 42 Commando and, and 30 Commando. Um, and I also spent a year at Downing Street. Um, so we have a secondment there, which is it's a tri-service job. So uh, just back to kind of the, the sideways entry part, really. Once, once you transfer over, part of that process is to get trained as a military photographer. So we do all our training at the Defence School of Photography at RAF Cosford, and that's a tri-service course, so Army, Navy, RAF, uh, and also the, the Marines. So if, if you're a Royal Marine and you want to transfer into the branch, then you, you then come over to the Navy. Uh, so we all do the same course, um, all do the same training, so essentially we've all got the same skill sets, so then we can kind of all work together really you know and there's, there's often times where you know you'll be working alongside RF photographers or army photographers or whatever kind of you know covering covering the same stuff just from a, a slightly different angle really mm. it's so interesting to hear all those intricacies and then like you said you kind of pulled yourself out of something that you're that you're working in before and then you had that passion as a bit of a hobby in terms of photography and then it's so good that you could then angle into to that kind of new career and 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 then take things on so do you obviously because you're involved in it now and there's so much content out there with with everything you know people are doing around work uh with celebrities with companies and you know everyone wants to see more so now with the military you know we have people that generally want to see what's going on there's more content out there so it must be quite an interesting time because you're sharing more your side aren't you and obviously you're out capturing things and and would you say this has been a point where you know the public now have more access to what's going on through your kind of work than ever before yeah yeah undoubtedly yeah with the kind of advent of the the digital era really i mean i'm I'm thankful i was never a film photographer but yeah with the advent of digital now you know we can take pictures and we can get them out you know with within minutes of them being captured really but yeah the I would say the public have a better idea of what the military do than than ever before for exactly that reason of content you know you can just kind of keep throwing it at them really and you know we've got people based everywhere to tell all the stories that that, that need to be told and you know we have specific channels for the different arms of the of the services so if you're kind of only interested in one part you know you can just kind of dip into that and and go and see what they're up to but yeah undoubtedly undoubtedly Mm-hmm. okay well it, well if we dip into a, a part why don't we start at the very beginning with with your career as a military photographer what what did you dive into when you finished the training i know you're always learning but you know you you were out you were you were off on your on your first job or you know i'm sure you'll be able to call it call it something more specific maybe talk the listeners through that and then we can kind of fast forward to what you've been doing over the last year as well yeah, of course. Yeah, so I, once you finish your training, you then get a consolidation period. So mine was actually at the place I'm I'm, I'm working at right now. Um, so in the, the photographic section in the dockyard, um, and I spent probably twelve to eighteen months there, just kind of doing you know stuff around the yard and and around the southwest. So each area is responsible for certain parts of the country. So we kind of naturally covered the southwest and and Wales. And you know you're kind of just doing bits and pieces. Um, in that time but then my first deployment was to actually cover the olympics in weymouth so we had hms bulwark which at the time was the navy's flagship 
Um, so myself and another photographer deployed there to Weymouth to, to cover all that stuff, which was just absolutely incredible. Um, you know, I was on the on the water, for example, when Ben Ainsley won his gold and got to meet some of the um, Olympic athletes afterwards when they, they came on board. We covered the, the Paralympics and it was really, really diverse. Um, and it was a kind of, you know, you're in at the deep end, pretty much on your own two feet to kind of make all this stuff happen you know, for the benefit of Navy PR. But, um, you know, one kind of highlight for me from that was at the very end of the Olympics, we did what, what we call a FOTEX, which is a photographic exercise, which is essentially aerial imagery. So they basically gathered all the boats and everybody who was involved in the kind of seaside of security which involved it. There was nine, 96 vessels and one helicopter, ranging from the police jet skis, you know, right up to the nation's flagship. And I took this picture of all these boats and this helicopter. Um, and two of the pictures that I took made it into the. It was the Daily Mail's top 50 photographs of, of the Olympics, which you know, for me as a kind of fairly junior photographer, was you know, really quite an achievement for me. Um, but it was just amazing that we will probably never see that amount of vessels ever again in one picture, given the circumstances. And, you know, the, the pressure to deliver a, a picture, it's quite simple. You know, you, you press the button and, you know, you get a picture at the end of it, don't you? But you have to deliver something because all those people are there for you. There's all the, the people and their time and the cost and everything else that is involved in setting that up, which was essentially for a picture. It was for nothing more. It was it was for a picture, and you're the guy that's responsible in delivering that product. Um, so yeah, that was kind of like my first experience, really, of kind of how high profile things can actually be as as a military photographer, and you know where your work can end up, really. That you know there's potentially millions of eyes that kind of see one of the pictures you take. Mm. But then obviously in the moment, you try not to think about that. You, you know, you try to hone in on what you're doing. And would you say over time you've, you've developed a, a bit of a system in yourself to, you know, manage your own energy levels, concentration? Obviously, skill set comes with experience. But how, how would you say you were doing things back then? And, and what's, what's different now in terms of, you know, managing your own, your own kind of uh, physiology and... and um, yeah, energy levels, mood, that kind of thing, to, to be the best you can be at work? Um, it's hard to say, really. I think a lot of my kind of energy levels comes from having stuff to do. I mean, there is, you know, there's been times where you don't have that much to do and it can be quite difficult to find stuff to do. Um, and, yeah, I get, I get a lot of motivation from, from, from pressure. Um mm and stuff to actually focus on to do so you know if, if you're given a job then you kind of you know from my point of view i just kind of pretty much put put everything into it that i can so it's fairly simple that if there's something to do i will just get on with it if there's not then i can kind of struggle a little bit um with then having to find stuff to do so that's yeah a bit of a problem for me but i, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm i'm probably not too different then to to what I am now, you know, whatever the task in hand is, you just kind of try and deliver the best best product you can, really. Mm, mm, mm. No, that makes sense. I think that's really honest. And, you know, you're not trying to 
jump onto something that you might have heard about or um you know take taking learnings from other people you just like you said you have a task to do and you kind of crack on and you like to be busy and you're someone that thrives under pressure so it sounds like it's a you know it's a good environment for you to be in really so after that after that stage um and i know this is it might be slightly disjointed and things because like you said sometimes you're extremely busy you're out somewhere sometimes you're not maybe what's one of the other noti- notable um experiences or situations you're in um after after the the time at the olympics um uh, i'd say a highlight for me for my career was um was in 2017 we we deployed to the caribbean um after hurricane irma struck i'm not sure if you remember in the news but um the british uh it was the British Overseas Territories, Tortola. Um, basically, they they took a lot of damage in in one of the storms, and there was a lot of pressure on the government to do something about this. So I was part of a team um, with 30 Commando, for, so the Royal Marines Mobile News team that was responsible for for getting out there and capturing media. Really, so we, you know, I remember I was at home. Um, on the sofa and I, I had the phone call come in and they were like you know we're, we're, we're going we're deploying and an hour later we're in work our, our kit was already always prepped ready to go so we had bergens and helmets and all our photography kit and all the kind of green kits if you like so all the kind of stuff you know that we need to have mm. to work with the marines we we were yeah packed and ready to go and we were on a bus flight uh, traveling up to rf rise norton and we jumped on an a400m and then we flew out to Barbados and then we flew into into Tortola um so that all all happened you know pretty much as quickly as it could but what was the kind of interesting part for me was that you know I was the only photographer there um delivering media for for the marines and the navy communication was down on the island so nobody was kind of getting much stuff off and we were there we had satellite transmission equipment and we landed, um, and yeah, we were just kind of getting stuff on, and I think, you know, we actually, we probably changed public perception of what the government were actually doing, and I kind of feel, you know, that's a really important part of our job, um, is that we were there to deliver the information about what the government were actually doing, um, and without us there, that might not have happened, but, um, you know, it was it was incredible that we... we we, I was in the cockpit as we flew into Tortola, and I mean it was like something out of a movie. It was absolutely insane. There was stuff everywhere, vehicles upside down. There's you know no buildings left on the side of a hill, for example. And mm. We landed and nobody quite knew what was going on. We had enough rations and water for about three days. We didn't know you know where the resupply was coming from, and you know that was all actually really quite interesting because you didn't know how that was going to play out. But we also didn't know how anything else was going to play out. You know, we landed on this island where nothing was happening and everything was destroyed. Um, and the Marines got in and the the Army commander, the engineers got in and they rebuilt things. They got electrical supplies back online. And you started to see this island go from, you know, no activity to getting involved with all these guys and getting all these services and everything back online and mm. we were there from for about a month and it was really quite impressive to see how everybody comes together and how you can actually all work together to get things going again and 
you know, going from nothing happening to the island almost getting back on its feet and getting back, back to normal by, by the time we left. Mm. Um, and I was there to record it all. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really, really quite amazing to be part of that and experience that. And, you know, people actually doing a job that they're proud to do, you know, instead of just being on exercise, kind of, you know, just doing the same old thing we do kind of day in, day out. People had a real purpose and they were making a real difference. And you could actually see not only from the military guys um, of probably how proud they felt about that, but actually from the people that they were helping and, and how thankful they were mm. to have you around just to kind of get things moving on. So, yeah, that, that was a, definitely another highlight. I'd, I'd, you know, I'll never forget the experiences from that. Mm. That is an immense story. And like you said, just being able to capture the development and some of the photos of... Yeah, people just working hard, but I couldn't ima- I couldn't imagine landing as you did, and like you said, they're not necessarily being a roadmap to being like, right, this is what we're gonna do. It's almost kind of taking it day by day. And I know there's obviously structure and extremely methodical with 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 what everyone does out there, but yeah, that that's such an incredible story, and um, yeah, it's probably something that is good to speak to the listeners about because obviously when they see a military photographer or like you said you're capturing kind of uh, parade days or sporting events or uh, things with the royal family you know that's also the other gritty side of it isn't it yeah totally yeah yeah cool absolutely is oh, that's really cool that's really cool so i suppose you know keep keeping keeping in um in with that little bit around the ro- the around the royal family or or um, around Parliament and things you're doing in London. If we kind of fly forward to what you've been doing in the last year or six months or so before you've moved back down south, be cool to let the listeners know a little about that because that's that's basically how I found out about you because I started following your page on Instagram and seeing some of the photos that you were taking in in London and obviously just just some of the photos in general around the streets and cool buildings and colours and all that kind of thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of consider myself a little bit of a an adventurer you know if i go somewhere new which you know is, is a huge bonus of, of being in the navy that they take us to places um, that you know we might not get to go to but you know once you get there kind of trying to make the most of it and that's exactly what i tried to do when i got to london so it should have been a, a six month secondment really uh, to downing street and i was like how do i kind of make the most of this time um and i actually set myself a a little Monopoly project, which I've not actually released it yet. And once I kind of kind of thought, you know, how best can I get around this this city and, and make the most of it while I'm there? And yeah, so I started shooting for this Monopoly project, which took me to all these places. And of course, you know, you kind of see bits and pieces along the way. But yeah, like in London's incredible. You know, the the contrast of of the architecture and just you know that the life in the city is just amazing and i kind of wanted to just get out and about and, and capture that and I, I just i'd walk miles miles and miles every day you know if, if i didn't have a job on in the evening or you know certainly over summer because it was awesome last year as you probably remember total, yeah. totally red hot all the time but you know just kind of walking down to tower bridge and kind of yeah just exploring really so i guess that's that's what you kind of started to notice was it all the architectural stuff and Mm, definitely because 
you know, obviously I, I, I don't get around all of London, but I've been living here, working here for the last four or five years now. And it's easy to just flick through Instagram and things when you're bored and looking at things. And obviously a lot of the stuff I follow is quite food focused or exercise focused or I do some uh, training and running a bit with with the North Face. So I quite like looking at people, you know, on trails. But then when I came across your page and just saw some of the photos around some of the streets, say, you know, in West London over near where I live and things like that. It just, yeah, it just made me stop, if I'm honest. It just made me stop, you know, actually take some time to go through some of your photos. Obviously, I was drawn in around um, some of the stuff you you were doing with members of Downing Street and stuff like that. But, yeah, just some some of the colours, some of the back-end streets, and just knowing that, like you said, you're probably just yomping around town, falling into these places and, and taking photos. It was absolutely mega, mate. Yeah, I, I find a lot of people... Maybe you'll agree, or I'm not sure, but they often take for granted where they live. Um, you know, I, I meet people who've lived in Plymouth their entire life, and there's places up on Dartmoor, for example, that they've not even discovered. And I kind of find it hard to get my head around because because of that kind of adventure in me that I want to be out all the time and, yeah, kind of see and absorb absolutely everything I can in that time, really. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that feeds, you know, that feeds into your work. Obviously, you know, the personality that you have, you know, you want to be active on your feet. You want to seek new experiences. You're clearly robust because, you know, you're off over into the Caribbean within 24 hours. So um, it's 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 decent and it's it's cool that you can, you know, you can work and then you're also passionate about taking photos of, of you know, where you just generally are in life as well. So, yeah. so um, you know, that I think that that basically breeds longevity doesn't it because a lot of people they're in jobs that um you know either pay well or they're very good at they don't necessarily enjoy which you know not not everyone can do and 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 work in things that they love so some people have to make sacrifices um but it's you know it sounds like you you kind of do what what you love and um yeah you you kind of just crack on from there yep very fortunate to kind of discover a career that you know, you can get paid for that's fairly unique. And, you know, I mean, it was, it's very good that within the military you can have that opportunity. But, you know, it's also great that it gives you a reason to get out. You know, if you've got, you know, say, for example, if running is your passion, then, you know, running will get you out the door. Whereas for me, you know, photography is that, that reason, really. I can actually go out and I can explore and I can take pictures and I can come back and... You know, I can be get some real satisfaction from from what I've just done. Um, you know, you can kind of look back on your Instagram. You know, I don't really do much with the pictures; they get stuck on Instagram as a kind of recollection of where I've been. You know, for when mm. I'm old and I can't remember stuff anymore. Mm. But um, you know, it's really quite satisfying when you look back through and you you know it, you still get the satisfaction from when you took the picture to edit the picture to put it up. And, you know, still six months later you're still getting the satisfaction of you know this still looks really good or you know it brings back a a memory or something that you you quite enjoyed and it's really fortunate to be in a position like that that you know your job and your hobby are totally interlaced no i agree and i think it's it's an interesting one because for just a general person like myself using instagram and documenting things have a bit of fun with it it's it's always uh, I like exploring the conversation around some of these, 
you know, apps that, that, that present photos with people that take photos professionally for a living. So it sounds like you've got a good balance with that platform. And like you said, it's just decent to to put things on there to kind of uh, collate your work or look back on it or play around with some of the filters and things as as just maybe uh, a bit more of a release whereas obviously the day job you know you've got a certain system and you know you you, you save certain parts of work for certain projects and then it, it's all very professional that side so um it yeah it's something that you you know you enjoy using as a platform and and obviously you know that's how people like myself find find out about you as well really yeah yeah cool man it's also, i mean you know as far as instagram goes you know it's also I, i'm not a huge user of social media i don't you know i don't use twitter or facebook so much i'm you know i've got a presence but it's pretty small but you know i, I get a lot from instagram too but you know i've got a camper van so we love getting out in the van and we can just kind of you know find somewhere through instagram inspiration and places to go so mm. you know it kind of works both ways really that you mm. get to share stuff and you know the beauty is people get to share everything with you in what is a reasonably positive environment yeah yeah well you know if you're thinking about starting a podcast you definitely should because you know you've got some great stories you're an adventurer in yourself so i'm sure that's probably maybe not on the top of your radar but mate i think if you did something like that i would definitely listen to that um it comes it comes very natural to you just talking through some of these things and obviously you're excited to share to share some of your experience as well so i suppose before we wrap up i'd just be keen to also know about what you're excited around the future really with your work or where you're going next for a bit of a holiday or, or an adventure like what's what's cracking mate um we we're going to cyprus over summer so we got a week out there with the family um and then that's kind of it so far and um, there's some other bits in the pipeline potentially we're going to get out in the van maybe around kind of Pembrokeshire in October and my I've got a brother who lives out in Sweden um, so we're looking to get out to see him but yeah it's kind of hard to give you a real um, real idea of what, what what what's planned they're kind of taking it week by week really it's been quite strange coming from Downing Street where you know you're on call all the time and you don't have much time to take leave or anything you don't have a number two to kind of back you up so you can have time off so i'm kind of almost struggling a little bit to get back into just a normal routine you know and i've joined the section and Mm. there's more than me there's a handful of photographers and you know we can kind of help one another out to best achieve things you know including some time off so i'm kind of yes struggling ever so slightly with that just to kind of start mm. relaxing a little bit more um, mm. but yeah hopefully some van adventures um and yeah just kind of exploring a little bit of the southwest i'd like to do some um stand-up paddle boarding so i've got a friend who yeah he does some instruction down at there's a place called royal william yard in plymouth which is an old it's an old navy site which is just if you ever get a chance get on google and have a look because it is it's, it's absolutely incredible but there's a stand-up paddle boarding company that that operate out of there and on a on a friday night they have some live music and some some lessons and stuff so yeah just trying new stuff i want to get out kayaking and yeah do the stand-up paddle boarding and just do some stuff that i've either not had time to do in the past or um you know i i, I want to do just kind of ticking the task book of life as mm. as we might say oh just one thing on the kind of you know physical side of things um last week 
uh, I don't know if you saw, but I, I was actually out in Germany. So the Navy have a, an outdoor centre in Bavaria, so in, in southern Germany. So we got to go out there and, you know, I got to mountain bike for an entire week around Germany and Austria. And it was just absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, as far as adventurous training goes, the idea is that it is, you know, physically and mentally demanding and challenging. And that's kind of exactly what it was, you know. I, mean, I do a lot of road cycling, uh, but I don't do much mountain biking. And, you know, you're kind of plowing down these hills and mountains. And I was really out of my comfort zone at certain times. But it was just an incredible experience that, again, the, the Navy, something the Navy has to offer, you know, if anybody's kind of considering joining up, things like that are an absolute bonus of being in the military. That's really cool, and it's good to get that that experience firsthand for people that are listening. Because obviously, the general person sees adverts, you know, we're aware of the military services, but then little nuggets like that going away and just like shredding it around some kind of forests and things like that, some outdoor tracks in in Germany and Austria. That sounds awesome. Yeah, really yeah, it cool. was. It definitely ticks the uh, adventurer box inside me. Yeah. <laughs> and Sweden, to be fair. Uh, I haven't been in a few years, but I'm a huge coffee guy. And, uh, yeah, that whole concept, that fika out there, you know, where you just stop for a little coffee and a little something sweet or whatever it is, you know, and just chat to people. It's just that that is that is the one as well. So, um, yeah, I, that, I need to get back to, to Stockholm, Sweden, and the archipelago. It's, it's lush out there. Yeah, he lives in Gothenburg. I've been out there once, um, and, it, yeah, a great city, so... Yeah, look forward to going back in the summer where we can maybe uh, get in the water a little bit. Yeah, decent. I'm trying to convince my mum actually. We we we're up from North Norfolk, so by the sea up there, and 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 she's into her uh, fitness and and loves to swim and stuff. And I keep telling her to get a paddleboard because it's nice and flat, and the blow up ones as well. You know, you can pack those things away, so you don't have to keep some massive board in the house. So I'm trying to convince her to do that because she uh, she'd be good at that, and I'd get to use it as well. <laughs> That's the bonus right there. Yeah. But, mate, you know, look, it's, it's really good to get you on, to introduce you to the listeners. And, you know, you're, you're a treasure chest of information. You know, you're, you're, you're outdoors. You know, you're, you're, you're doing a variety of things. And, obviously, speaking about this stuff comes quite natural to you. So I'd love to get you back on, you know, again and, and do an, an, another episode and, and, you know, dive in a little bit more if you're keen to come back on the show at yeah, another date. definitely, yeah. I could, I could talk at you all day long. I've got all sorts of stuff to, cool, uh, to man. talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a shout and, uh, yeah, I'd love to come back on. Sweet. Okay, so, look, before we wrap up, do you want to let people know how they can find you or is there anything else you want to let people know about before we go? I'll obviously take information from Joel Lovely people and I'll put it in the show notes. But, mate, is there anything else you, you want to say before we sign off? Yeah, you, you can follow me uh, on Instagram at Joel Rouse. So that's J-O-E-L-R-O-U-S-E. Uh, and we also have a Royal Navy Photographers Facebook page. So just get on Facebook and search Royal Navy Photographers and you can, yeah, get a little bit of an insight into what we do as, as, as Navy Photographers. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, mate, that's so mega. No, I'm definitely looking forward to getting you back on and, uh, yeah, have, have have a crack in summer as well. And, um, and yeah, get get on the paddleboard. All right. So, lovely people, this was an absolute gem. And at the end of the day, this is why I started the podcast, to connect with new people, have some good chats, share some experiences, drink some coffee. So, I'm up over 12,000 listens 
I get at least a few hundred listens an episode. So if you're a regular listener, thanks very much for listening to the show. I'm really, really enjoying doing it. Everything you need for the discounts with the coffee and the and the sports nutrition supplements are in there. I'll leave all the information about Joel. Definitely follow him on Instagram. It's absolutely mega and we'll speak soon.